Welcome back to another episode of the Reality Friends Podcast. Two guys who have never met in reality, still, talking about reality TV shows. In this case, episode eight, the penultimate penultimate episode, which I think is the, the way to describe the, the third to last episode of the season, of Rivals, a 10-year-old reality TV show. Exciting. Uh, this has the cola incident. This has Laurel sending Paula to... A therapist. This has uh, the the lead up to the greatest elimination of the season. Uh, but of course, we're not going to get that till the next episode. Um, no. But it has a lot. I'm Eric yeah. Joseph. What is going on, first of all, in your life? Um, nothing much. I've moved to a different room in my house because my roommate moved out. But now I, I can like see it that less than the other room, and so I might move all my stuff back because I'm indecisive. The walls are completely painted black, it looks like, looking at your yes. your cam here. Uh, right. It's an interesting choice. Well, it's my roommate's choice. He's very, you know, yeah. Anyway, uh, how are you? <laughs> but you didn't know that before you moved in there, right? Uh, the, it's a bigger room, though. So I was like, oh, it's like, but it's like worse. Like the way my stuff fits, it's it's hard to explain. Hmm. Mm. Well, good luck with that. Good luck with that move. Uh, yeah. That's that's unfortunate if you got to move all your stuff back. Yeah. Um, on my end, I managed to sleep for 10 hours last night after taking a two and a half hour long nap the day before. So I am uh, just wasting my whole weekend. Uh, and I don't know why this is happening to me, but it is. So basically, I feel like it could be 11 a.m. right now. I have no concepts of time. All I know is I'm ready to talk about a lot of chicanery this episode i'll put time, it that way this is a time does not exist in the challenge it's timeless no you know uh some of the, well some of, the, some of these some of the, comments are not timeless <laughs> yeah some of them are pretty dated um, i would say quite the opposite actually which uh we'll, we'll get into the behavior in general is uh pretty dated here but uh yeah we'll get into that i'm sure I think there's a little bit of that, and some of it I feel like is just us getting older. Like, I look at these so differently than I did are, 10 years ago. Are we getting soft, Eric? Is that what it is? Are we soft and maybe, old? I, maybe soft is a more negative way of putting it. Maybe uh, we're growing up. Maybe we're becoming less immature is another way to think about it. Damn think, it what do you soft. think about that? Damn it, we're soft. All right, <laughs> let's move into the episode. So we start off with this really weird like toga party that was kind of like eyes wide shut esque it was, it was kind of weird uh eric did not get that movie reference um and um everyone was acting crazy nope. in their t these toga outfits and they were all obviously wasted and mike's making out with paula these are really getting it on and uh jen and adam it's it's all kind of like very like orgy-esque because everyone's like watching them like it's it's it, it was bizarre it was hazing themed. That was the actual theme of the party, was hazing, I believe. That is it had true. everything. Yeah. Togas, caning, and uh, just Mike getting teased mercilessly by the oh. other guys <laughs> who are really excited to have this little uh, dynamic going of, of Mike, the affable rookie, coming in. And uh, he's, he's just like prime pickings for, in this case, Johnny and Tyler are, are I think, doing the most damage to him. I, Shockingly, Kenny's not really involved. Who, yeah, right? Who would have thought that Tyler would have been, like, one of the people really, like, at the head of this thing? It's, like, pretty out of character for him, right? 
Uh, I, I guess not, because he's like this all episode. It's it's uh, it's hypocrisy, man. It really gets me. Like, like shut up, dude. Like, then he acts right. uh, morally superior, holier than thou, to Paula later this episode for for her vote. When obviously they're put between a rock and a hard place with the votes later this episode. Uh, it's like get get off your high horse, dude. What are you, what are you talking about? You're the same guy who's just tormenting Mike for an entire like week slash especially this night. Not not a good look, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely not a good look by Tyler. Um, definitely surprising. Like I, especially later on in the episode, he gets really like indignant with Mike specifically, and is like, "Why didn't you fucking vote with us or vote for us or whatever?" And it's like, dude, you're treating me like shit, like fucking two nights ago. Like, and now you yeah. want my vote? Maybe you lost my vote somewhere between the eleventh and the twelfth cookie that you pelted at me after I asked you to stop. Maybe it was around then. Yeah, so um, we get to the cookies. This made me, Eric, I was telling you earlier before we started the podcast that, like, this, I felt bad, but, like, this did make me laugh. Just, like, the fact that it was well, all yeah. over, like, cookies. Like, it's and, like, absurd. And I think Leroy or somebody said in confessional, where they're just like, Mike's just funny to watch get mad. Like, he just, like, like, like he was freaking out, though. Yeah, well, he reached a breaking point, clearly, sure. in this episode. Everyone, everyone has that, right, Eric? Yeah, and then it's like, oh, what are, what are you getting so mad about? All, all I do is throw a cookie at you, and it's really, obviously, like, this build-up where what it seems like, especially with Leroy there to kind of give Mike some tough love, tough love uh, after, is Mike may have just been kind of sort of encouraging this behavior, not intentionally, but by like laughing along with them and maybe right. trying to fit in, you know, not, not that that's an excuse by any stretch, but, uh, you know, he kind of maybe enabled them to keep going with it and maybe made it so that the other guys didn't know just how angry it was making right. Mike. And I don't think we really saw much of that, but Leroy's obviously there a lot more than we were. Right. Um, right. Um, it kind of came out of nowhere. Right, yeah, and like they've been like Mike's been like kind of like everyone's been worshiping him like the whole season seemingly like they've all liked him they've all been cheering him on, uh, especially with like his romance with Paul and stuff. Um, but yeah, yeah, I did think that Leroy had a very pragmatic kind of approach to it where he's just like, look, man, like these guys are gonna be how they're gonna be. You know what I mean? It's you know you're not really gonna change them. Like it's up to you to kind of deal with it better at, at a certain point just because. The situation is what it is, like. Right, and he does say that the guys are assholes to their faces, so we know, we know what he thinks about right. about uh, their behavior. But he's also going to tell Mike uh, a little bit of advice for for dealing with it in the future, I guess. So. And, he, and he sticks up for Mike a little bit later in the episode, but we'll get for that. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I didn't, I didn't really. I mean, what do you want Leroy to do? Like, you know what I mean? You're a grown ass man. Like at the at the end of the day, you know what I mean? Like I. Uh, there's I, I maybe he didn't want to put out Mike out there like that like maybe he thought it would be a bad look if he like defended him that outrightly so who knows I thought it, I thought I, he did fine yeah I, I agree I agree um st- stand up Leroy making his uh, appearance as, yeah as once usual. again the most adorable uh <laughs> rivals pairing a uh, couple like showmance whatever you want to call it they're great 
so funny that out of all these asshole rivalries that we have going on, that Mike and Leroy just kind of get dropped into the season together. <laughs> and like yeah. this, this total mismatch, like physicality wise, uh, total mismatch rival wise, they're friends. Yeah. It's just really funny. It's like a, the dichotomy between right. them and the other teams is What funny. if they actually make the final? What would happen? Yeah. Um, I, I know. Oh, if you can't imagine they win this next daily, right? That'd be crazy. Unless, of course, it's a daily where literally only one person on the team needs to compete. And then then I guess they have a chance. Hmm. Anyway, uh, so so we get a scene. Uh, do you have anything more to say about Mike and being bull? I, I think we covered that. Yeah, no, we're good. What's, um, what's up next? What's up next this episode? So we see Laurel talking to CT about um, him rooting against her. <laughs> this was so funny to me. Because CT's like... She's like, you wore blue to the elimination. Blue was John A. and Jasmine's color. And no, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. No, I didn't, bro. I no, want black. black. <laughs> you didn't see the black? They cut to a shot of CT. He's clearly wearing blue. It's not even dark blue either. It's like clearly blue. And like, yep. Was this CT trying to cut the proverbial baby by wearing a blue jersey? But everything else is black, so <laughs> you, can't, you can't get mad. You can't get mad. I I wore black too. <laughs> right. I had more black than blue technically. So yeah. So he was he was trying to cover his base. Doesn't matter who came back. I yeah. think it's uh, like uh, you you wore both colors. Um, yeah. Laurel's not really buying that though. It, it didn't seem to matter though. I, I felt like Laurel like didn't even care. She's like, oh whatever. I love you, CT. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're so hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that's really CT's cover that he is able to use. Uh, yes. I think he can get away with a lot of things with Laurel. No, for sure, for sure. Um, and, and then the house goes insane. Yes, this was crazy. So like, do you think this like happens all the time in challenge houses, or do you think like this is a product of like? them being cooped up for so long and then you take them to this new location and they just explode. I don't have a degree in challenge house psychology, <laughs> but maybe we, this happens more than we see, but uh, I think that this cast maybe just actually went insane and maybe this is a bunch of uh, absolute maniacs yeah. running around this house but they looked like they were just drunk Paul and was getting like real naked sloppy and like who was it like kenny was like dragging her by her pants and like she was la like they were all having fun like evelyn was like going crazy too she's like climbing the fucking walls and just like yeah it was <laughs> like they were they were all just cooped up and like ready to do something yeah, she was like Alton in the last season of the Challenge All Stars, uh, just oh, like yes. just just climbing, just climbing for fun. That's how she goes crazy. She just yes. uh, tests her physical skills, which makes sense in character. Right. Uh, and then it was around this time that we get the classic cola moments, which unfortunately happened off screen. But we uh, we see yeah. we see Kara. How did you not there. get that? Come on! <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Someone was not paying attention that day. They needed uh, to have security cameras like posted in this house too, like this new house. Probably they didn't have anything. Yeah, that might have been it. You know, that might have been it. Good call. They might have uh, that better coverage now. They're like, all right, we're never letting this happen again. Right. But yeah. somehow, uh, Wes decides it's a great idea to pour cola all over Kara Maria. And in his mind, and his arguments afterwards, he feels this is justified uh, yes. by 
by uh, not really liking her, I guess. Um, Joseph, what do you where do you weigh in on this? Uh, is this a, is this a cool move by Wes? Uh, no, I mean this is definitely this is like one of those moments, right, where it's like hard to defend Wes. It's like we love him, but like wow, he used to be such a prick. Like like this is like yeah, definitely completely unnecessary. Like not a good look at all. Um, and yeah, like he just has this thing against Cara Maria, which like we've talked about before, is kind of unfounded for the viewer. Um, and he, what is he, he says, you're annoying, fake and immature. And she's just like, she's like really, uh, I don't know what was happening too. Cause they were all, like we said, acting crazy. You know what I mean? They're all throwing shit, like fighting each other, whatever. So yeah. I don't, so I don't know if like. It was, um, I don't know if she did something to provoke, you know what I'm saying? Like, but it seemed like she was just standing there minding her own and Wes just decided to be a dick. I don't know. If she did something to make him pour cola all over her, uh, he didn't do a good job articulating what that was. So let's put it that way. Uh, I don't think that there, I don't think that there was a smoking gun incident where you could point to that and say like, oh, okay, it's a little, it makes a little more sense now. Uh, I think he was just uh, seemingly just really annoyed by her and dealt with it by pouring cola all over her. Um, not not the most mature reaction. So when you see him like trying to defend afterwards and just like making fun of Car more, putting her down more, it's just kind of it's weird. This season gets a little ugly, to be honest. It just gets real ugly. So uh, there there are no real winners here, but like Wes is certainly the biggest loser in this situation. No, yeah, I totally agree on that front. Uh, not a good look on Wes, uh, for sure. And, and yeah, it's like, I will say this, though. I do think that Wes doing it, whether he knew it or not at the time, bought Cara Maria, like, so much more seasons of the challenge. I, 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 I'm, I'm really thinking this, like, looking back, because, like, I thought she came off super likable this season. Like, 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 like she came off really likable in free agents, but this season, like, and Laurel too, like at first, um, came off very likable with like defending Cara Marie and stuff like that. And like, yeah, that like, lasts for about five minutes. <laughs> right, right, right. But it was like really kind of like heartwarming at first where you're just like, wow, like they're like bonding together through this like dickhead move by Wes. But yeah, uh, not one of Wes's finer moments there. Uh, and Paula decides for whatever reason that like this is the soapbox that she's gonna die on. Like I'm, I'm gonna defend Wes in this situation. I'm gonna stick up for him. Yeah, which is just bizarre. Like yeah, I guess they just really dug deep into their their sides here because I, I don't get it. it yeah. Seems like kind of a dick move. And uh, well. Let me put it this way. It was kind of funny and enjoyable watching Laurel put Wes in his place where she basically just boxed him out of the room and verbally eviscerated him. That was great. Um, that was that was great. It felt very justified. But then Laurel doesn't stop there. She decides to keep going. You know, you never stop when you're on a roll. Uh, when Paula makes the mistake of speaking up in this situation, Laurel gets a little mean, man. It's a little nasty and this is the start of uh evil laurel yeah <laughs> oh my god i like don't even want to read some of the things that she said right uh basically if you're not like privy to paula's like history on the show uh when she was originally on the real world key west her big storyline throughout the entire season and she was kind of the focal point of that show was that she had to deal with anorexia 
and coming out of it and stuff like that. Uh, so it just, yeah, it just was not cool uh, of Laurel to bring that up. It really had no place uh, in anything. Uh, she said this stuff about like, oh, you're 39 and you're not married. You've never won this show. That stuff, I was like, whatever, kind of, you know what I mean? Like, all right, it's like not really beyond the bounds of what, because Paula, in my opinion, was acting like really dumb throughout this. And Laurel definitely shouldn't have gone there yeah. for sure. But at the same time, if you're Paula, it's like you were just reveling in somebody else getting bullied and somebody else like being reduced to tears and you were reveling in it. And now, you know what I mean? And now it's like, I, I, I felt bad for her to a certain extent, but part of me was also kind of like, you know, not that she had it coming necessarily, but what do you expect at a certain point? Again, not not a lot of winners coming out of the situation, <laughs> I don't think. What did you think, Eric, though? Did you did you think that like uh that Paula at all like you know, did she have some responsibility to bear with this or what do you think? God, dude, I don't feel qualified to talk about this. Yeah. Man. I uh uh did she have some responsibility? Like, yeah, you'd think you'd hope, I guess, that she would um, not support someone pouring a two-liter uh, bottle of cola over someone's head for like no real reason. Yeah, that feels like bullying. Then uh, Laurel's comments really like take things to a whole other level. Yeah, uh, she says, "I want you to cry because you're worthless." As she as she wraps up her verbal assault, and that was like probably the seventh worst thing that she said to her. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and meanwhile, Paula's like crying over there. So yeah, just just that that was the thing too that like she kept going once she saw like you know what I mean. It'd be one thing if she just said it and it was like. She let it. She, yeah, that'd be totally cool. That'd be totally cool. <laughs> I mean, it'd be, yeah, no, it wouldn't be cool. But it would be something else, right? If she like said it and then recognized, like, damn, that was fucked up. Stops talking or whatever, right? But instead, she's like, I want you to keep crying. Like, I want you. Like, and it was. And Kara kind of says it, like, in the room. She's like, why are people this cruel to each other? And it was, it was one of those things where you're just like, wow, this is unbelievable. Like, this is how everyone's behaving it's just like all equally sickening in like different ways right yeah um do you know what this reminded me of yeah. that charty mcdennis episode of always sunny where one of the facets of the game is uh to, to win a level you have to undergo verbal and emotional humiliation yeah and abuse that was what this felt like. Uh, I felt like Paula was D in this situation. And uh, in the episode, D's like, after that, cried for two months straight. <laughs> and they're all talking about all this horrific effects that it had on her. This was, this was like that bad. Yeah. This felt like on that level of uh, traumatic uh, that the, the, the show depicted. Right. So, you, I mean, you even like, when Paula's crying, she kind of reverts her voice is like very like wispy and like soft and like sweet and it's not like her normal tone and it reminds me like exactly of her voice when she was on the real world like that's how she sounded mm. like she did so it was like crazy that like laurel put her in that space again it was yeah it was really unfortunate to watch um because like we said before that laurel was like so cool like she's calling Wes a fire crotch like basically manhandling him like that like she didn't touch him but just like she was like towering over him like you know what i mean like especially they had like the wide angle lens on that made her look even like bigger and it was like she was like it, it was cool like 
Yeah, no, she she looked really cool for about again five minutes, uh, maybe actually like thirty seconds tops, right. and then and then this happened. Yeah. So and Laurel, that, I think, like goes on to like apologize in the reunion. I think, like, I I don't remember the whole how like this all plays out, but I do think she eventually does apologize at it for what that's worth. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Sources needed for that one, uh, but yeah. uh, that'd be that'd be nice. Right, she definitely nice, did. She definitely did, but I'm just not sure if she like apologized right then and there when she got called out on it, or if like she apologized in the meantime, or you know, between filming and airing. I don't know the logistics, but uh, yeah, everyone, nobody looking that good. Uh, CT says, I thought this line was funny that that West never had. Uh, anybody to spank his ass when he's younger. That's why he's a little brat. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> another oh another dated god. Uh, another dated quote. Um, yeah. So um, I think yeah. I think I think Paula says too that Laurel like didn't apologize the next morning, and whenever Paula does something wrong, she always apologizes. And I was like, did did you apologize to Kara for like? <laughs> <laughs> like helping goad somebody into bullying her uh but uh anyway i mean maybe maybe we, we don't uh that's true we, i guess we don't know right um we'll give her the yeah. benefit of the doubt wow. wow wow um again yeah no winners people always ask like whose side are you on in this argument like can i choose no one uh is no one an option like, right then that's like the interesting thing with a lot of these arguments on the show it is pretty ambiguous in a lot of ways it's not like black or white right it's like somebody did something wrong and it might have been in retaliation to something else someone else did and you know what i mean there's so many levels to it so um but let's move on to the challenge it's called bombs (laughs) away and uh, wonderful eric this is a perfect challenge if you only want one person to do all the work once again we love it uh, what did you? Was this was kind of a weird setup, right? For like the last challenge. Yeah, this felt like classic. The ch- well, nowadays we know it as classic challenge, where it's uh, optics over substance. In that, like, oh, we're gonna do this cool thing where they're gonna have to climb a rope well under a helicopter over some water, and the helicopter is gonna be moving. And when you boil it down. It's really like how fast can one person on your team climb a rope? That's that's what yeah. this whole main challenge is. Could, uh, so in that sense, I was like, eh, they could even have kinda, like kinda a kinda thing lame. where like you drop and your partner has to swim or like you know what right. I mean? Right? Like none of that. Yeah. It, 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 do you think maybe they wanted this result to happen? Am I crazy? I don't know. Um, maybe. I mean, it certainly gives every team a fighting chance at this thing. Yeah. Uh, I think it would have been really cool because if you had to decide who climbs and who swims, then that's an actual decision where you have to like weigh some pros and cons. And here it's just like put your put your fastest rope climber on the rope climb, unless your team Adam and CT. In which case, you say let's put our heaviest person on the rope climb. Yeah, uh, this was questionable. This was a bad idea. Like straight up, <laughs> I'm just gonna say it right now. Adam King should have done it. I've seen they had a challenge on the Gauntlet 3 where he had to climb a rope ladder, like very similar to like this one. Or I'm sorry, it was a rope, but and as opposed to a ladder. But still, yeah, like yeah, yeah. he outclimbed all the guys like like on his team. Like that's yeah. he beat Evan, he beat John, like Kenny, like he beat all these guys. Like he would have been good for this. 
Maybe they're afraid of the been, wind or whatever, but I don't think that, I think he would have been fine. So that was her reasoning. Uh, Adam had a confessional saying, like, we think that CT is going to be able to withstand the wind more. It won't get blown around so much. He'll be able to climb it easier. But I, if I had to guess, I'd say CT was just uh, not willing to pass the, the responsibilities onto Adam. I bet he was like, no, I want the ball in my hands. Yeah. I'm going to do this one. Because you want the lighter person who's like quick and agile on the freaking rope yeah. climb, right? Like this isn't rocket science. I, I feel like Adam, I don't care how windy it is. I feel like Adam King got a lot of like uh, shade, like in this episode, as far and like maybe he himself didn't believe in himself either. But like, yeah, it's possible. But like, Wes kind of says it later on. He's like, Adam's just not good at stuff, and it's like. I don't know any any per- performance I've seen him earlier on the shows. He's not bad. Like he's good at st- uh, like some stuff. He's obviously not gonna win in a hall brawl ever. But like stuff like this is like his wheelhouse. Yeah, I agree. I mean, CT and Adam they won a bunch of challenges this season. Yeah, uh, if, he he handles himself fine. And this was uh, this plays to his strengths. Yeah. This was right up his alley. And I'm alley. I'm sorry. As good as CT Jesus. is, when you're in a partners game, they wouldn't have won as many many dailies as they did. If Adam wasn't competent, you know what I mean. It's just as simple as that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, weird decision. It makes sense. I can see it, but in retrospect, maybe not the best choice. Um, mm-hmm. But really, the performance that we were all maybe not expecting. Uh, we were in a confessional before this. He even kind of looks like a little nervous to me. Like he's not sure like how he's gonna do because he sees CT and he sees how windy it is for him. I guess we should talk about that. It was like really windy for ct like it seemed like the rope was really close like to the bottom and a lot of people have claimed over the years that like ct was screwed by this did production want ct uh to maybe be in the last elimination because like hey that's gonna be a hell of a show to watch ct like in that elimination uh sure what was the conspiracy theory again that i missed i'm sorry that. that they like intentionally um had the helicopter lower to where CT was hitting the water more than some of the other guys. Um, and so, therefore, he would do worse. What I think what I think happened was that they might have... I didn't think it was that noticeable of a difference, personally. When I watched it, it seemed like everyone's ropes were about at the same distance from above the water. Um, so, I didn't really see much of a difference, personally. This is like a popular conspiracy... Um, but I, I, I didn't really see it. I think, if anything, what really happened, if it was lower, was that they fucked up because they were the first team to go up. And they were like, oh, well, they're going to get a redo. <laughs> like, we're just going to keep going. You know what I mean? Yeah. Isn't there some kind of a saying about this kind of thing, which is uh, like never attribute... That's one, but oh, I was thinking uh, never attribute to malice what could be attributed to stupidity or something like that. Yeah. Uh, like if if the choices are some conspiracy theory or production just maybe not knowing exactly what they're doing, I bet it's the latter more often than not. <laughs> so if that was a factor, then I would guess that that's it. I don't know, though. Of course, we weren't freaking there. Yeah. Um, but in any case, the results are CT falls off. Leroy flies up the thing, and Wes... Uh, does does just fine it looks like but as soon as he does it they know that Leroy won this right. thing for him and Mike he was their best shot at it uh, we saw Wes do really good with the rope climb but Leroy just flew up that thing it was crazy 
Lee Wei's really good at this kind of thing, apparently, because we saw on recent seasons him absolutely demolish Jay, who's kind of a beast in his own right at this kind yeah. of upper body climbing type thing with the uh, the hanging under the pole, the, like a yeah. pull yourself as fast as you can type thing. So if it involves like a rope and pulling yourself uh, in a direction, horizontally or vertically, yeah. Leroy's your Leroy man. Leroy is your boy, dude. It's pretty insane. I think this was one of... This was like the moment in challenge history where like Leroy kind of made his mark. And you were, that was like the first time you're like, wow, this kid's like legit. Like this kid just beat all these guys at something they're supposed to be really good at. Like this is like a basic like fizz ed thing, right? Climbing a rope. Yeah, this dude is definitely going to go on to win a season of the challenge in his <laughs> There's career. There's no way he can't win, right? Uh, no way. No way. <laughs> oh, horrible, horrible. Uh, but they, they win to everybody's surprise and chagrin. And now Johnny and Tyler and Wes and Kenny have the business of deciding who is going to go against CT and Adam in the last elimination. And they handle it very civilly, or they try to. Oh, and uh, who won for the women? Uh, checks notes. It was it was Evelyn and Paula. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Evelyn and Paula yeah. win for the women. Blah, blah, blah. Um, anyway, yeah, yeah, Evelyn wins something again. Um, yeah, this is a great result. And CT, even though he just lost and is definitely going into the elimination, he's kind of gleeful because now the mob's got to turn on their own. Yes. And we actually get a really interesting vote and dynamic where so they got to cool. figure it out right now yeah. who's going in. Yeah, I love yeah. this. They talk about it for a little bit after the challenge. Like, they're kind of, like, getting ready. I'm interested yep. what you think about this. Like, Johnny brings up that, like, it seems obvious to Johnny, right? Like, oh, yeah, we should not go in because we've done better, <laughs> like, throughout the whole season uh, for whatever that's worth. And Wes points out, hey, we've been in more, we've been in two eliminations. You guys haven't done one. I kind of lean towards the west side of things. What do you What do you think? Like that's the uh, lot. First of all, like if we were to break this down, but go ahead. Sure. First of all, this entire segment just made me hate Johnny Bananas. I thought he was. <laughs> he's he. That's just such a dumb argument. Like, oh, we've done better this season, so you should go in, even though you've gone in twice and came back. Uh, right. Like that. That's. That's such an arbitrary reason and, and to it, say like, oh, like, uh, obviously you should go in. Like, yeah. uh, our, I thought we were going to handle this like civilized adults here. Right, yeah. Oh, and, and I like that too, that Johnny's like, oh yeah, we should all just handle it, the four of us in a civilized way. And basically what he's saying is, I'm going to try to figure out a way to make sure my team doesn't go in and I want other people to get involved. I'd rather just keep it in here because I know if it goes outside of here, I'm probably not looking too good. Because everybody yeah, can't just, stand me at this point in my career. It's such a transparently selfish move. It's like, uh, why can't he own that fact? And then the biggest thing for me, my biggest grievance is as this whole thing's going down after the vote, Johnny says, even for Wes, the scumbag piece of shit that he is, this is low for him. What? Like, what is low about this? Wes is trying to not trying go to into elimination. Himself? And his boy... Kenny's not doing anything. And he's not even mad. He's like more mad at Wes than Kenny. Kenny's your boy. And like Kenny, like Wes is like running this. And it's it's cool to see. Like like Kenny kind of has like tail tucked between his legs. It's rare to oh, see. Oh, it was hilarious. It was awesome. Yeah. I, 
I wrote down this too. Uh, they're, they're talking, and Wes is kind of the, doing all the talking for his team. And Johnny's trying to get Kenny involved, thinking it might help him. He goes like, "Hey, hey, as your partner, Kenny's allowed to say what he thinks." And Wes goes, "And I'm allowed to say, as his partner, shut up for the rest of the day." <laughs> and he does. <laughs> and he does. He does. But yeah, and he's like, "I'm not going to get involved in this." Wes has got this handled. Uh, I can only put my foot in my mouth. I think we're going to have the votes to stay, yeah. uh, and I'm not going to rock the boat. So they, so TJ springs it on them uh, that they are. There's no deliberation. Like you're voting right here, right now. Evelyn and Paula, who you got? This was cool. I like twists like this. Yeah, it, this was a good one. I mean, because it's it's just fair. If it, it's fair to everybody, mm-hmm. um, it doesn't really get in the way of the gameplay they still can talk about it a little bit so it's not like making it a totally arbitrary decision yeah. and we see the team scrambling to figure out who to vote for and i think you know what's interesting to me joseph is uh last week or the week before that i forget there, there was a challenge where they had to do the fire hose and the the clearly more dominant personality on each team was the one who had the much more enviable task of hosing down their yeah. partner and just like in that situation, I think the more dominant team member had their way with who they voted for. Right. I mean, the first team up was Evelyn and Paula. And we've kind of talked about how before, like being the first team up on these kind of votes is like huge because you're going to set the momentum up. And Evelyn yep. kind of looks over at Wes. And I think Wes is like looking at Evelyn like, yo, save me. Like, you know what I mean? I think he might say something out loud too. I forget. Um, but she he, he does later at least I know that I'm not sure about at this point right but she takes uh, kind of like you said the leadership of the role here Paula doesn't do anything which is kind of surprising to me because Johnny is and it? Tyler are from her original season of real world like both of them so like that's like a team of two people you're really close to and I don't and even though she defended Wes like I don't remember those two specifically ever being that close you know what i mean throughout these shows so yeah it was really her relationship with kenny that she brings up later uh was like but but also it just seemed like evelyn took control too i don't know yeah it see in that sense i get why it might have been surprising but to me it it felt like more within her character to not want to make a decision and for evelyn to be the one to step up and make a decision. Yeah. And uh, we, we know which way Evelyn's going to go, I think. Yeah, so. she's always going to go with our boy Wes. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Are we back on Team West? Colgate, distant pass. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like We're, 10 years it's, ago. Yeah, we all, we all make mistakes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they vote for Johnny and Tyler. Jen and Mandy do vote Kenny and Wes in. Uh, obviously, Jen making the decision here yes. uh, more, than, more than Mandy. But then... Even though this whole Cola Gate incident happened, Cara and, Loyal, Cara and Laurel vote for Johnny and Tyler. Uh, Cara's reason is that she simply cannot vote Kenny in, even though he's attached to Wes, that scumbag piece of shit that he is. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, we we even saw in that that behind the scenes clip from last week that like Kenny was kind of comforting Cara after CT was getting into it with her. So makes sense. Yep. And then I really actually don't know who really made the decision here. I think Lua is the one who said it, but they vote for Johnny and Tyler. You got to imagine Mike would be happy to vote for Johnny and Tyler after the cookie incident recently. My sweet, sweet revenge. Yeah, (laughs) seriously. All right, sorry, I had to do it once. (laughs) Watch out for your headphones 10 seconds ago, (laughs) audience. (laughs) I will turn that down later. 
I'm definitely editing this episode now. All right, so, um, so yeah, getting. Um, also, this moment was really funny. We did not mention this with the with the Laurel thing, but uh, when Kenny walked into the room and and he's like, "What happened?" and she's like, "What happened? Get the fuck out!" and he's like, "Shut up." <laughs> I just had to mention that real quick because we would I would have definitely forgot. That was a funny moment. But um. Thank you, thank you. Yes, but eventually the boats fall onto Johnny and Tyler, and whether they like it or not, they're going to go into an elimination against CT. Oh my god. Johnny's got to be secretly packing his bags at this point. <laughs> like mentally packing his bags. It's like, well, my run's over. And obviously, Eric, they have to cut back to a clip of both Johnny and Tyler. Johnny especially, obviously, getting absolutely rocked by CT in the season before this in the uh, mercenary elimination. Yeah, Dunbar's one contribution to the challenge history. The banana's backpack. <laughs> uh. Fiesta the chef's resistance. Kiss. <laughs> the chef's kiss uh, Dunbar had on uh, the challenge. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Even though it's a team elimination, you got to think that CT and Adam are just going to win this one. I mean, uh, especially coming off of that elimination, the backpack. It's like, how, how did CT lose this one if it in any way involves a physical elimination? But yeah. Yet. We'll see. We'll see. But before that, there's this whole uh, incident, I guess, another one. God this damn. episode is just completely <laughs> full of emotional incidents and fights. I did, I did love this episode, though. I talked to Eric afterwards. I was like, this episode was great. Like, it had everything. Like, as unfortunate as a lot of this stuff was, it was very compelling. It was, yeah. It, it really tied together a lot of storylines throughout the season. So it, 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 was, it was good, it was bad, and it was ugly. So Tyler is not happy about uh, the way the vote went down. And I feel like this is one of those things where I can accept that, well, from the outside, it seems like he's getting really, really like upset about something that, you know, the, the other teams were between a rock and a hard place, right? They had to vote between friends and allies throughout the whole game. What are they supposed to do? Someone's going to have hurt feelings either way. I recognize that in the moment it might feel like more of a betrayal when your friends actually do this to you than, than it might seem as a TV viewer watching it. Having said that, he's really upset about this. I do understand where he was coming from, to be honest with you. Like, I would be hurt too. Like, if I've been on this, like, yo, man, like, I've known you for however long. And I do get it, but he also has to keep in mind that she was, like, under serious duress, like, you know what I mean, from the night before, and now they're springing this on her, it's like, it's a lot, you know what I mean, and so, like you said, it was maybe easier for her to kind of defer to Evelyn, but she says in that moment, I've been closer with Kenny longer, and that really, like, upsets Tyler, um, really hurts his feelings, and I, I did kind of feel bad for him. Because he was sticking up for her when she needed it. Like, he was, like, telling Laurel to get the fuck out of there and all that stuff. So, I, I saw where he was coming from with that. Later on, he's kind of getting into other people's grills where I was like, really? But, like, I... I and he wasn't being irate about it, too, at this no, point. No, he no, was no. just like, yo, like, this is upsetting me. Like, Yeah, I, I mean, I, I agree with what you're saying. And also to Tyler's credit uh probably more than i could do is he comes back the next day and really moves past this uh well um but 
uh, having said that, I feel like he f- came across a little entitled in this way, where l- like Paula feels much closer to Kenny apparently than, or for longer as well than she did to Tyler and Johnny. Uh, so just because Tyler did a nice thing for her, to me, doesn't mean that he's entitled to get her vote to stay uh, when she she truly had to make a tough decision between friends. Uh, not not pictured as Wes, who <laughs> does not factor into the decision uh, of Paula. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he might have been negative points actually for for keeping Kenny, but Kenny was just that popular with her right. that she voted to keep him anyway. Okay. I think that, uh, and so then we see Tyler, like we teased earlier, talking to Mike. And kind of getting in his grill and being like, yo, Mike, why didn't you vote for us? And we see Leroy stick up for Mike and he's like, hey, if if we would have lost today, this discussion would not be happening right now. Simple as that. Yeah. Like you guys would be sending me in and you and no one would care. Like, you know what I mean? And I could call, I can complain. And he's like, you're going in. So whether you like it or not. And he calls everyone out, and once again, everyone is denying being scared of CT when it's clear that they are. <laughs> yeah. Leroy came off so awesome in this moment. His logic, his like, he was being. I love this from Leroy. This is one of Lee's top episodes for sure of all yes. time. Between winning, winning the daily, and uh, kind of handling the Mike situation earlier pretty well, I think. And this, yeah, you put them in their place, Leroy. You tell them. Right. Uh, like, yeah, a little crazy to ask for, like, Leroy and Mike to have voted for them when, like Leroy says, if they had lost, it wouldn't even be a discussion. Right. And if, if if he acted upset about them voting in, he'd be laughed at. Yeah, right? literally. So, like, how, how, this is not a, this is not <laughs> a two-way street. They would start throwing cookies at his partner. If he, <laughs> yeah, exactly. If yeah, so... <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Leroy came off awesome in this. Once again, Tyler did not come off awesome. Uh, he says, yo, 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 which, ugh, not a great look. Um, and then, and then... I thought that was weird, too. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't want to make any assumptions, but, like, why did he say that? Yeah, a little, a little bizarre. Uh, ugh, not great. And then he's like, and then he's like, oh, you've never even been to elimination before. Don't tell me you know about what it means to be scared. And it's like, bro... You're scared. Like, 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 you're scared of him. And Leroy says that. He's like, you're afraid of him. Like, like you guys treat this guy like he's a god. It's crazy. Yeah. Yep. Uh, po- point Leroy. Uh, yeah. Leroy's up a lot to nothing. Yeah. Leroy fears nobody. That's why I love him. No. He has yeah. no fear. And he's not like, he doesn't try to be badass about it or, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, he's like Darrell. He's just like, they're just chill. You know that they, they're like, Cold-blooded killers, if they want to be, but they're just they're just chill. Yeah, uh, I think it's super impressive that he can do this many seasons of the challenge, and really, uh, I, don't, I don't don't quote me on this, but like never even come close to really stepping on a line. No, it's just he, I don't think super. He's never really been in a fight. personality. Like I think the closest he came was on Vendettas with Tony. That was like the closest I think we've seen him to really like about to like fuck somebody up. Um, even like Adam on the real world season, like he like goaded Leroy into fighting him, and Leroy was just like very chill, just like yeah, yeah. So it's admirable, really admirable. We love trait. you, Leroy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, T- teach me your ways. Um, yeah, and then we're pretty much getting close to the end of the episode. Uh, there's a little scheme, if you can call it that, for the mob to break Adam's confidence. Uh, it, 
That's that's a that's another way of saying we're gonna we're gonna bully Adam. And this is so him. mean too. They're like talking like, oh, this guy's never been laid before. <laughs> like they're all going in on him when they're supposed to be like his friends and stuff like that. Like I can only apparently Adam King was writing a blog while this like season was airing, and he wrote in there that like, oh, that was just them like being my you know they're they're my friends like we're cool like they were just talking shit and it's like. I don't know, man. <laughs> like, I I hope my friends don't talk about me like that when I'm not around. Like, shit. Right. It can be tricky sometimes. This reminds me of a Onion blog, speaking of blogs, uh, about how, like, an uh, area man is unsure if friends are, uh, like, like, like uh, his best friends or if they've just been hazing him for 10 years. It's, right, uh, yeah. It's, it's hard to tell sometimes, right, where that line is. And to be honest, I don't fully know in this case. It certainly looks pretty mean-spirited to me. But, yeah. I mean, again, we're, we're not there. So I'm not I'm not making any assumptions They're here, probably super annoyed, too, about him and CT, like, make, you know what I mean? So that, like, probably added a lot of fuel to their fire. Just like, fuck these guys. Like, they fucking fucked up our plans or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah, and this all wraps up and concludes with a little bar fight when they're out between CT and Johnny. Uh, They start getting each other's faces, and uh, CT yells, "Get off of me, all you!" That was and the episode ends with that. That was that was a perfect way to end the episode. Um, Yeah, he's getting like Johnny's face and stuff like that. This situation. I feel like the editing was weird on it, and this, I think, is kind of the birth of, uh, once again, another conspiracy theory of, you know, that we're going to get into, uh, of Adam, did Adam throw the final elimination to Johnny and Tyler, and a lot of people think that this is kind of, because at this point, the mob had nothing to gain, right, from trying to, like, you see Kenny have a conversation with Adam where he's like, people are saying, we can't trust you. Right, and it's like, why is trust important at this point? Like we're at the final four, or, you know what I mean? Like there's not much game left to be had, and a lot of people have cited mm. that as part of their logic of like, oh well, that's what he was talking about. They don't trust him to throw the elimination. So this is once again a very popular conspiracy theory. So I do think it's worth bringing up. Um, yeah, there's some evidence Let's- of it. Um, go ahead. Just just thinking, uh, I think we should save this for next episode okay. when we're really going to dive into the elimination. Right, but yes, sure. I, of course, have heard of this theory, too. Did Adam throw it yes. uh, or not? Uh, let's, let's, do, let's do some research and come back next episode, uh, which, by the way, if you're listening to this and want to want to hear that, subscribe. This is a good time to bring that up, yes. uh, if you'd like. Thank you. But I'd really like to dive into it. I know you're pretty well-researched on these things. You're bringing up a lot of things that I haven't heard before. And I'm really excited to hear your take on the infamous uh, Final Four elimination. Um, And and we will get into it more. Like I said, this was just part of it. So I felt it was worth bringing up. But another another thing I'd like to bring up, fun fact about this season, is uh, that they thought that this was going to be the last season of the challenge. Uh, Oh. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Speak of speak of the devil. I did not know that fun fact. Yeah. What what made them think that? So apparently the ratings for Cutthroat the season before were not good, um, which crazy to me because oh. I love that season. Um, wait till wait till they see 2020's numbers. <laughs> oh no, or 2021. Um, but um, so they 
So <laughs> I, I just meant I, that was bad. I just meant current numbers because oh, okay. they've obviously just gone down and down and down. Right. And yet, uh, you know, they're, they're still kicking around. I mean, who knows? I mean, I, th- I think they'd be fine. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, they thought this was going to be the last season and they wanted this one to be the one that capped it all off. Even in, in that exit interview I talked about with Evan, like in a podcast earlier, he referenced that. He's like, well, the show's looks like it's done anyway. So I had a good time, won a lot of money, like, like peace out pretty mm-hmm. much. Uh, so, yeah, but the ratings were good enough that they were like, all right, let's uh, give it another season. Wow. And then they just kept going from there. Yep. Kept trucking. And just like we're going to keep trucking, uh, like Eric said, uh, we're going to do episode 9 and 10. We're going to do it all together, and uh, we're going to put that out for you guys, uh, hopefully Tuesday, but we'll see. Uh, with our hectic schedules, it might be hard to fit in two episodes. So we'll try to get our regular scheduled time, but no promises. Oh, God, there's just so much going on in my life right now. It's so tough. I got so many activities, yeah. uh, so engagements popular. with friends. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely get out of the house a lot. Yeah, it'll be tough, but we'll do our best. Right. We'll, we'll try. Yeah. Um, also, a new season is coming up, Eric, and we're going to have a lot to talk about there. 17 fresh faces, I believe. You now know the name of the, the season now. Uh, do you want to say it for our audience? Of course. Uh, challenge Survivor Season 37. <laughs> two, two colons. Healers, two colons. spies, <laughs> hustlers. <laughs> Yeah, um, so we're very much looking forward to that. There's a bunch of Survivor players on this season, which is what Eric is referencing, uh, and from all over the world, apparently. Yeah, all sorts of Survivor players. Yeah, uh, and I gotta say, I'm especially pumped to see uh, Michelle Fitzgerald. A uh, big fan of hers yes. from Survivor. How is she gonna do as she makes the transition over to the challenge? If you haven't heard of her. I recommend looking her up. I think she's someone to watch out for. Never been eliminated from Survivor. Can she do the same in the challenge? Me and Eric are talking earlier before this podcast, and Michelle's perfect for this show. Like, she's just, she's made for the challenge, more so than Survivor, maybe. So, we're very excited to see Michelle. Uh, I'm excited to see how Tommy will do, too, because he was, like, a great Survivor player. As boring as he was or whatever... Like he yeah. he won in a pretty dominant fashion. He's in shape. Like he's like he's tall. He looks he's jacked. a big yeah. guy. Big so guy. Like, for sure. I I don't think he has like the edge that you need like to be successful on this show. I think you need a little bit of an edge to you. Um, but we'll see. The problem with Tommy is that if he does anything on the challenge like he did on Survivor, he's only got one season to work with. Um, based on how how interesting and fun he was to watch on survivor but he definitely physically could win this one season that he's going to be on for the challenge so yeah uh i'm excited for another incredibly boring run to the finish by tommy <laughs> yeah and hopefully some other people bring some entertainment along the way prediction for tommy i think people are going to see through him on the challenge for some reason maybe i'm wrong but i think like his shtick is not going to work on the challenge i don't think why do you say that? Because there's no way that they do their research and watch Survivor <laughs> before the oh, season. Right? I just mean like I think that like the, Tommy's mommy, like I think he's like uh, he had like an older cast, and I think he would do like do better because everyone's like, oh my god, you're such a great guy, you're a teacher, 
And like the challenge is like very hedonistic. Like they don't care about morals. They, mm. <laughs> you know, it's a doggy yeah. dog world. I just don't know if he has it, but I he could prove me wrong. I mean, like we said, he has the physical traits to compete. So. Yeah, yeah, it's possible. Also, I would like to add too that I've seen uh, some evidence to the fact that he might be a lot funnier uh, when not on Survivor. Uh, I think that he he might have been holding a lot back. Uh, I, I hear that this might have been part of a strategy to not get called away for for confessionals too often. Yeah. And he has shown a lot more personality. <laughs> yeah. Oh if yeah, I was great. I, was, I didn't want to be too funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Danny Boatwright. Um anyways. Yeah, I beat the radar. <laughs> right, so yeah. so like uh jokes aside, you know, I'm willing to give Tommy another shot because he has been pretty funny on Twitter. I have to give it to him. So let's I, let's see what he got, Tommy. Right, and I also think that he has potential to be really good because he's so much smarter than like everyone else on this show. So like oh, he's gonna like yeah. roast them in like the confession. Like, <laughs> I can I can kinda see it already. So I think I think mm. he'll be more entertaining on the challenge, but he'll do worse. That's my that's my prediction for Tommy. Well, uh, it'll be pretty hard for him to do as well as <laughs> yeah. on Survivor. So point. you're not really going out on a limb, <laughs> but uh, yeah. duly noted. Yeah. Well, maybe he won't team up team up with a sexual predator this season, and he'll he'll. Oh, <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Yeah. Uh, let's not let's not dive into that. Yeah. Like, we anyway. already we Any- we signed up for enough talking about Kenny. Uh, sorry, yeah, talking about Kenny and Evan on this season of uh, Rivals. Right. Like, no. Let's not bite off more, <laughs> please. <laughs> we can shoot, that's for sure. Uh, but we are very excited for the new season. Uh, you know, I think it could go either way. I think this could be a really good season, depending on the cast. It is a lot of new people, so we'll see. It depends on if they're good or not. Another bold take. Well, can't wait. So <laughs> I hate you. Uh, so let's rate. Let's wrap up rivals. Yes, yes. we're gonna wrap up rivals. This season's been really fun to cover, by the way. I've enjoyed this a lot. This episode especially was really cool, and I'm very excited to get into this finale. That's right. Yeah. Um, This has been a great idea. Our strategy of covering seasons from before podcasts were really a big thing is a great call. Uh, The views are going to trickle in, but but man, like we're going to really own this space talking about old TV shows. I can't wait to talk about the Challenge 2000 next and uh, yes. well, and the sky's the limit, really, going forward from there. So yeah, we are from, ranking, raking in the dough. We are, we are, yeah. we are swimming in. We are like Scrooge McDuck, swimming yeah. in money. You can tell from all the ads we run and yeah. all the partnerships that we have. Yes. Uh, so from from Reality Friends podcast, I'm Eric. This is Joseph. Please subscribe. We're signing off. Rate us five stars. Goodbye. Uh, okay, yeah. I mean, but only if you want to. Let's not. We don't want to be desperate. I mean, please, please, please. We do like attention. All right, bye. Bye.